Hey, this is Rekka from ABQRD, and you are listening to Out From Under the Bed, a Meowder Limits production. Lady Rage. Hi, how are you? Fantastic. How are you on this fine Sunday afternoon? Good. A little lazy, but I'm good. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I spent most of the afternoon sleeping. Shout out to Master Sedator for writing this interview today. <laughs> So uh, my co-host Hi. did some heavy, uh, heavy lifting today. So uh, <clears throat> you are on Out From Under the Bed. I am your host, the Boogeyman, joined by my co-host, Master Sedator. We are recording on a Sunday from the Meowder Limits. We are here with Lady Rage of Albuquerque Roller Derby. Hi, Let's hi. give her a warm welcome. Thanks. I'm excited so, to be here. Awesome. Thank you for being on the program. Um, did you skate as a kid or was that something you picked up as an adult? Oh man, I I skated a bunch as a kid. Like I had those <laughs> we all remember them. The little like yellow and orange and blue Fisher Price skates Heck, that made yeah. that funny noise, right? <laughs> um, yes. So I had I had those uh when I was like two or three and then um I had cousins that were all older than me and so we would um well I would tag along with all their cool friends with them to the roller rink um I can remember vividly going on like car load night my aunt had this tiny little Datsun and we would literally pile as many people in there as we possibly could we had kids like laying across our laps and like people sitting on the floorboards (laughs) <laughs> and it was like five dollars or something to get into the roller rink so that was that was our place um yeah and then my first job actually was uh at sonic as a car hop on skates nice and where did you yeah. grow up as a kid in albuquerque or someplace else yep albuquerque born and raised all right all five. right <laughs> and what was the rink like in albuquerque was it a concrete or a wood floor so we actually had both um the one i was talking about was roller king that one um is i i don't know if it's concrete i don't actually know what it is it's you know one of those big blue rink floors um and then there was actually one by my house it's now closed which is very sad um and it it had wooden floors it was really really old and i i actually spent a lot of time there too but my cousins lived up in the heights and so that's where we went most of the time, but my mom would drop me off at, at the one near our house and it did have wooden floors. It was fun, but it wasn't, it wasn't as popular because it was really old and they didn't play cool music. <laughs> <laughs> so no, being a part of the skate scene and um, being a car hop at the, um, the Sonic, how did you find out roller derby was a thing since you were so familiar with roller skating? And what year did you find out about roller derby? So roller derby first kind of came on my radar in the early 2000s. I think there was kind of a spike in its popularity. There was like a reality show, right, on TLC <laughs> or something about the um, Texas roller derby girls in Austin. And I kind of like started looking at it going, wow, those chicks are really badass. Like I kind of want to be one of them, right? Um and my friend has an uncle who lived in Austin. So we went out there to visit him. And we actually went to one of the, the Texas Roller Derby Vets um, and watched them um, play. They do bank track. It was really fun. And I think it was a little hokey back then. Like there was a girl that was ejected from one of the games for biting. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I follow the uh, Austin squad pretty closely. Yeah. Um, and they still do the um, the seventies kind of. It's still yeah. really athletic style of roller derby, but sure. they're taking bumps over the rail and like doing like yeah. the push cart penalties and like the wheel and stuff. So the entertainment of roller the that aspect <laughs> of roller derby is still yeah. alive. Yeah. Uh, in Texas on their bank track, and it's really fun to see that. Yes. It was so fun to watch. It was so, so fun. And so, yeah, I came back to Albuquerque and I hadn't skated at that point. I hadn't skated 
uh, since I was a car hop. So it had probably been like 10 years that I hadn't skated. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. Um, and I had just had a C-section. So I had like no core strength at all. <laughs> and I, I went to the local rink and I, I got a pair of skates and I, I could barely even stand up. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's not gonna happen. Um, so I kind of gave up on, on my dream of being a roller derby queen for a minute. And then um, my youngest got a little older and they started skating. And one day was like, I wish somebody would go to the roller rink with me. And I, I felt so bad. I was like, I'll go with you. Let's go. Yeah. I'll, give it a, I'll give it a shot. Right. We'll try this again. Um, and at that point I, I had core muscles again and I was like, Oh, wow, look, I can actually skate again. This is amazing. I thought those days were over. Um, so we made it a weekly thing and my kiddo and I would go every Wednesday night and we would just skate and I and point and um, two of the league members from my local league um, happened to be having a birthday party there one Wednesday night for one of their nieces and, and they recruited me and I was like my all of my dreams are coming true this is gonna be glorious and yeah the rest is history. So who are the uh, two league members that you first met? Uh, Bamwich and Doc McStuffit. Oh, that's cute. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. I love hearing about the uh, recruitment stories as well, whether it's yeah. been at the rink or wherever, you know, like, hey, you look like you want to play roller derby. Here's this flyer. But yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. You funny. got recruited at the rink they, by. Yeah. They came up to me and they team. were like, they were like, uh, do you play roller derby? And I was like, no. And they were like, do you want to? <laughs> I was like, I, I kind of do. Yeah, I kind of do. And they were like, cool. Come to this park on Sunday at this time. And I was like, okay, I'm there. And I went and it was amazing and glorious. And then they were like, you know, you can never leave. And I was like, okay, I, I'm in it. It's cool. Curious, Lady Rage, what was that first pair of skates you bought? My first pair of skates that I bought was a pair of Rydell darts. Oh, nice. What color were they? Red and black. Heck yes. <laughs> yeah. Did they, they, have... they weren't very comfortable. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How, do, how long did you use those ones for? Um, maybe a year. Maybe. I pretty shortly after deciding I was going to join roller derby, I, I bought a pair of Bonds. And I had those until they just kind of fell apart. And now I have a pair of antics that I like. Ooh. What's your, which would be your dream pair of skates? Oh, man. Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know that I've given it much thought. I probably, I mean, probably antics. I like them a lot. They look like they're a comfortable wider toe box. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What kind of plates are you rocking on those? Uh, you know, I'm not even sure. Whatever came with them. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'd have so, to go get them out of my car and look. I'm not sure. Master has uh, been eyeballing some sort of antic. Yeah. What boot have you been eyeballing? Or what um, have you? I've been eyeballing the Skyhawks for outdoor skating. Yeah, they're nice. That's that's pretty much what I've been doing recently is just a bunch of outdoor skating. Oh, heck. It's fun. What are your, yeah. uh, what kind of wheels do you skate on outside? I have those luminous wheels right now. They're like a 84, 86, something like that. Okay. Maybe 82. So they're, they're kind of like in between, right? They're not super, super soft, but. They're, what, what they're colors good. are they? They're black, actually, Ooh, but they oh, light up white. It's kind of cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, those ones are rad. Okay, yeah. well, well, we'll get more into the uh, outdoor adventures um, here in, in a little while. So when you went to that first roller derby practice, even though you kind of had like a little bit of a background in skating, were you still nervous showing up, even though you met those two rad people that recruited you at first? Totally. I was totally nervous. Um, but I also was really just excited. Like I, 
I had recently like gotten into more of a fitness journey and I was kind of committed to my health at that point. And so it was, it was also exciting to be, um, you know, kind of involved in a team sport. Cause I feel like I push myself a little bit farther when I'm, when I'm with other people other than like working out by myself. So it was, it was a nervous energy, but it also was like just really exciting. Was this your first team oriented sport you were getting into? It was, yeah, it totally was. Did you play sports before on an individual level going into it, like any time, like swimming uh, or like gymnast, you know, anything like that that would be like an individual based kind of thing? Not really. I mean, I was, I think the, the closest thing to sports that I ever did was like, I was the high school mascot. So. <laughs> I technically was part of the cheerleading team. <laughs> what was the mascot? Uh, I was a hornet. It was so much fun. It was so ridiculous. So cute. Was it was yeah. it easy to jump around and do things in that in that bee costume? So it was. The way it was built was like one big fleece uh onesie right so it looked like pants and a yellow shirt because our our colors were blue and yellow so it looked like I had on blue pants and a yellow shirt but it was just one big onesie with like elastic around the ankles and the wrists and then um it had a stinger that was just stuffed <laughs> that kind of hung off my butt and if I lifted it up it had my school letters HHS across the butt so I could pretend like I was mooning people <laughs> And then it had these big, just like foam covered in mesh wings that like safety pinned onto the back. So everything was really soft. And then the head was a hard hat that I um, like secured under my chin and just was built with foam over it. It had big mesh eyes and a big mesh mouth and it, but it was soft and squishy. And the antenna were just like these little um, bendable wires with like balls like rubber balls stuck on the end so I could actually tuck them in it had like a little hat I could tuck my antenna into my hat and I could actually tumble with it so I could do oh. somersaults and cartwheels oh, and stuff like that bad. yeah it that's, was fun that's really cool because uh you already answered my uh my one question to that if you had a go-to mascot move and you answer that with your uh, mooning situation. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. That was my move. Yeah. I would, we had this big flag. And so anytime our football team would uh, get, get a touchdown, I would grab the flag and run to the other side of the stadium and then put down my flag and moon them. But I, I got <laughs> lots of stuff thrown at me. For doing that. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, oh, that's so goodness. fun. Have you seen my bee? <laughs> <laughs> so what what skills came naturally to you and in, uh, in the roller derby? Um, or was it a whole new thing because you had to learn like a whole new different style of roller skating at that point? I mean, yeah, it really was like a challenge. I think it really pushed me to to kind of think outside of, you know, the box as far as what I had done historically I was more of like a rink skater or like a jam skater kind of a dance dance skater you know so I think it it did make me kind of think outside the box as far as all of that went but um I was really strong so I think blocking came really natural to me like I was just kind of a a powerhouse like as far as <laughs> I could just stay there and not be not be moved so joining, you mentioned, okay, so being being in there as a blocker first starting, um, and that kind of came naturally to you. So you weren't afraid or any had any sort of like reserves about playing a contact sport, right? I mean, that tells me you were I didn't. in there to play. Yeah, I really didn't, like the idea of falling down or getting hit wasn't scary to me. What was scary to me was things like jumping. <laughs> Leaving your feet. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, even like toe stop work was kind of scary in the beginning. Like the idea of picking my feet up off the ground I was like, no, these wheels are supposed to stay there. That was kind of scary, but 
Yeah, we've moved past that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> what's your favorite uh, drill to do during practice? Um, my favorite drill is probably still tractors and trailers. Um, like the pushing and pulling, you know, like, I think that's just really fun. And it builds so much strength. It really does. That's one of my favorites, too. It's really fun. What was the hardest thing when you were going through your uh, skills process to get up to that next level? What was the hardest thing? for you to pass to get to that next level? Um, I really struggled with crossovers in the beginning. So getting up speed was really hard. Um, and transitions, I still, like, I can turn one way, not the other so much. It's still really difficult. Oh, right. <laughs> what is the, uh, what's your direction you struggle with? Ah, uh, going to my left. It doesn't feel right at all. Yeah, I um the inside part of the track, so that would be yeah. my left side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting Same. forced in there. It does like like you said, it doesn't feel natural. Um, yeah. to like turn my head to like that right side, then yeah. turn my shoulders into it. I don't know. It's still weird after twelve years. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my good side. <laughs> that's right. Ooh, I shouldn't be giving away my secrets. Uh, I really struggled with backwards skating in the beginning, too. And I think it's just one of those things, you know, it's like you struggle and struggle and struggle. And then one day it just like it just clicks and you're like, oh, look, here we are. Right. For sure. Let's figure it out. Yeah. When you're doing team drills at practice, what is the drill that makes you groan, but you're so glad you did it? Pace line drills, man. I hate pace line drills, but they're good. I mean, it, it teaches you so much, right? Like pacing and endurance and communication. And I mean, there's so many things, but yeah, I do kind of hate them. And then <laughs> my favorite those are my favorite things to run as trainer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they really are like so useful for so many things, but they, they do make me groan. Yeah. They're exhausting. They are. They really are. What is the genesis of your name and number? Um, so when I was thinking of a name, I was running the gamut through so many things and then you know, going on the websites and checking to see if anybody had registered them. And of course they all were taken. Um, and my ex-husband one day just was like, what about Lady Rage? And I was like, whoa, that sounds like a superhero. I love it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's settled. And then I didn't have a number for a really long time. And we were doing, I think, weaving drills one day. And I couldn't get under 7.47 seconds. And I just kept getting the same number consistently. And I was like, 747. And somebody was like, that sounds like a, a derby number. And I was like, it sounds like my number just found me. So that, yeah, yeah, that was my number. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, do you have a particular league mate that you like pairing up with while doing drills? Um, Rekka is so much fun to skate with. That chick is really, really fun. And she's super supportive. And she always just kind of pushes everybody to, to go a little harder. Um, and so I really do enjoy skating with her. And then Bamwich is always fun too. She's been doing it for so long and she's just so, she's really understanding and she just, you know, knows how to like make you when you're feeling like, man, I'm never going to get this or I'm, I'm really struggling with this. She, she really just knows how to make you feel like, you know, it's okay. You'll get it one day. And, but she's also like not afraid to just tell you like, don't do this, do this, or try this instead. Or, you know, like to call you out on things like, I don't know. I, I don't have an example, but she'll just, you know, put you in your place. Like she's really just super solid in this as a skater and as a teammate. And I just, really appreciate those two a lot. Nice. 
leading up to game day, what are some of your routines to prepare you for this glorious gladiator sport of roller derby? Um, I mean, there's always the outfit, right? Like you gotta, you gotta pick your outfit. Um, just making sure all your gear is good and just making sure you're in a good headspace, making sure that, you know, you're, everything's good to go. I think like getting there's half the battle. And once you're there, it's just a matter of having fun. Like the adrenaline takes over so much and during about you're just in it so much. Like there's no like preparation in that moment or anything. It's just, you're just doing it. It's fun. Um, so speaking of that, do you have a go-to bout fit um, that you like wearing? And are you a makeup wearing kind of skater? I am a makeup wearing kind of skater. Um, the last bout I played actually was out there with you guys. I haven't been bouting because I've been in grad school. So I haven't bouted in a while. But um, I bought like some thigh-high crew socks <laughs> and some little ruffle butt shorts that was pretty fun so i think i didn't really i didn't really get a clarification of when what year did you start playing roller derby i joined roller derby in 2019 um and then the pandemic hit right Yes. So your so first weren't. game, your first game was uh, that game with um, here in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. My Holy first smoke. and my only. Yeah, because I I haven't been bouting since then. I've been in grad school, so I've. What are you going been... to grad school for? Uh, public administration. Awesome! Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's been consuming my life. Well, that's that's fine. You'll get back to roller derby and continue sure. your education is always important. Yeah. Yeah. I'll drop in on, on practices here and here and there, but I, okay. Um... So you still drop in. Yes. And uh, do you have any functions within the league? Say on like game days, you go and like say work the penalty box or, you know, anything like that. They haven't had any local bouts. Uh, they've had a couple scrimmages that I haven't been able to attend. Um, but I, I haven't done anything like that just because they haven't really had a lot of stuff going on locally. So I've just been dropping in here and there for like various functions and practices. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a derby wife? Uh, I would say my derby wife is probably either Bam or Coach Carson. Nice. Okay. I I still go and work out at the gym with Coach Carson three times a week. So. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a mentor within the league? Someone you would like look up to? I mean. Other than, say, like a derby wife situation? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still probably the same people. It's probably either uh, Bam or Coach Carson. I think that they both really just have a lot of history in the, in the sport and a lot of knowledge and, you know, are really just like solid individuals to go to. Okay, um... What do you, um, I know that you're mostly a blocker. Um, what do you like about each position though? If you get to like, uh, play it in the jam. Um, wow. So jamming is really fun. Uh, just because I think it kind of forces you to think on your feet, really, you know, you have to, you have to be pretty reactive and proactive all at the same time. Um, and there's like a level of endurance there that I think, you know, you have to kind of assert. Um, and that's really fun. But as far as being a blocker, I think 
my favorite thing about it is just kind of the team aspect of it all, like the communicative aspect of, you know, talking to your to your teammates and being both offense and defense at the same time is kind of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think I just like it all. <laughs> <laughs> right I just want to play derby I just want to skate all day I know right same <laughs> so you're pretty familiar like um Albuquerque would play either rule set depending on whatever team they play being familiar yeah. with USARS and WIFTA um what do you like about each one? Oh man um I like I like USARS a lot because it is kind of like closer to like old school roller derby, right? They haven't, they haven't changed the rule set a lot like Wiftida has. Wiftida has changed a lot, but USARS is so fast. The gameplay is so fast. Like it's makes it that much more challenging, which is not a bad thing, right? As, as far as, talking from like a an athletic standpoint like I think it kind of forces you to be a better athlete because the gameplay is just so fast um but Wiftida is definitely you have more time to think so I think there's more strategy involved if that makes sense or more more strategizing maybe not more strategizing your team on the track yeah you could set up a little bit more and what have you because I've played um mostly all of the rule sets and uh, yes, I do. I do I get what you mean by that. Yeah, I mean, USARS was fun to play, though. It was really fun to learn. It was kind of hard, I think, in the beginning to wrap our brains around it. When you guys came and did that clinic, it was like, what? Even after you left, we were like, what? There was so much Googling going on. And like, we would run drills and practices. And then we'd stop and just talk about like, was that even legal? <laughs> Are we allowed to do that? Like, at what point does the pivot get to go? Like, it was so confusing. But once we all finally got it, I think it, like, the light bulb went off. And then it was like, oh, this is cool. But I think that we really kind of got wrapped up in, like, the speed of it. And so it it gets a little messy, I think, for us until you really kind of learn that rule set really well. And then you can kind of hone it a little bit I think in the beginning it was it was just so fast that you know we we did kind of get a little sloppy but I feel that's like a usual struggle with USARS in general is not letting it get away from you and getting it fast yeah Yeah. master and I master and I play at Phoenix roller derby that's the uh USARS league on the west side of town and uh we've been um really working on slowing things down at practice because the jammers can just score more points if the pack's a little slower. And it's yeah. it's nice that that kind of aspect of the USARS rule set is bleeding over into um, our gameplay as a league at Phoenix Roller Derby. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Like, they're, they're subtle little differences, but they make a big difference on the track. Oh, for sure. Yeah, coming over from being a WIFTA player uh, four years ago to um, – playing USARS there was a bit of a learning curve involved for sure yeah yeah with um out like physical star passes and um so so forth so back yeah that's a funny rule (laughs) it is back to these um outdoor skates that you're doing what's some of your uh what's some spots you like to venture around at um, so I've been skating a lot at UNM just around campus. It's really fun. There's a lot of big hills to bomb and some really nice smooth concrete. <laughs> um, and it's just pretty, right? Like the landscaping is so beautiful. And so it's, it's fun to skate around. Um, and there's a lot of other people out and about kind of doing the same sorts of things. So that's fun. And then Sometimes I'll go to the skate parks and and skate at the skate parks. All right. Okay. We'll get into that one because Master and I are both vert skaters as well. So we're going to ask you about that. Um, So you're a hill bomber, you say. 
what is uh, some yeah. of these hills like? Are they are they um path hills or are they like sidewalk street kind of hills? Or a mix of both? Um, yeah, there's kind of a mix of both. There's there's um, some pretty big ramps that are fun over there. Some of them are just kind of paths from like one area to another. And then some of them are, you know, like big, I don't know, just, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're just like footpaths, but. Okay, big. but they're pretty steep, steep enough when you yeah. got wheels on your feet. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That's uh some some of our favorite things to do out it's here. So fun. Is fly down hills. Yes. There's a couple of there's a couple of decent ones. Um some some ones that are um where the cars roll over. So uh we kind of have to would go out there at nighttime when there's not very many cars and take these uh hills in the middle of the road, but there's some decent ones. Out during here in COVID, like during the COVID shutdowns, uh, Doc McStuffit and I were going to various parking garages. Yes. And skating parking garages. That was really fun too. Although a little terrifying. I'm not going to lie. That's my <laughs> favorite pastime is uh, yeah. the parking garages. I would never go to this one that was over here uh, from like Main Street and Mesa Drive. I mean, everybody would swear by it. A lot of the uh, really old school kind of like roller derby players would always go there. But I would always, whenever I would go, there was some weirdo jacking off in the stairwell or like some <laughs> some fucking crazy shit happening in there. And you're so yeah. far off of the road. Like, you know, if you are attacked in there, like no one's going to fucking hear you. So yeah. I was like, I don't really want to go there. I don't really feel yeah. safe going to that place. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> We went um, to so, one here that okay. was like super steep, but it had these huge gaps, like seams, like these metal seams that you oh. had to jump over. Oh. I'm like, dude, we're flying. Like, no, I'm so good. I'll just skate around at the top. I'm all right. Oh my God. I can't believe those are in other places uh, by yeah. ASU campus at the end, at the very end of the parking garage so you get all this speed going down like four levels and there's a seam but like it's got this metal lip attached to it and i yeah. my fucking wheels clipped that one day and i went flying through the air because i didn't know it was there i didn't notice it skating up the ramp i noticed it yeah. too late on the way down <laughs> oh my god what I, we, I mean I don't, we did some stupid stuff during covid as far as like trying to find ways to skate i could tell you some dumb stories i broke two bones during covid skating. yeah i when i was uh stalking your facebook earlier master <laughs> and i we saw that you uh broke your leg how did you do that well so so let's start with the first break first because it kind of segues in so we were all gonna go uh skating on the trail one day so i had i had switched out my wheels to some outdoor wheels you you might even find the video it's on my facebook page um i was skating in my kitchen with outdoor wheels on i don't know what the heck i was thinking i had just put on these huge wheels so i was trying to test to make sure that my toe stop length was right and i i just told my husband at the time like you should film me i don't know why i even had the idea to tell him to film me but i said and like did a couple like toe stops in my kitchen and I was like okay this is good and I I don't know what I was thinking I went to go hockey stop on tile with outdoor wheels and it just threw me and I didn't oh, have on any gear right um, like I didn't have anything on and so I fell and I broke my wrist but I didn't know I had broken my wrist until the next day I couldn't move my thumb and I was like oh, I think we got a problem so it was April of 2020. The pandemic had just started, right? So I'm in a cast. I can't wash my hand. So I'm like Lysoling my cast. But the bone that I broke is like this little triangle bone at the base of your thumb that historically just doesn't heal very well because it doesn't get good blood flow. So luckily they were doing x-rays like every two weeks. And so I was getting a new cast every two weeks. So I got... 
I got that cast off after like 10 weeks of having a cast on. I got it off just in time to get married. We went to California for our honeymoon, skated all over San Francisco. It was glorious. Came back and we were in quarantine for two weeks from our trip. And I like on the last Saturday of quarantine, I was like, I'm going crazy. Like I need to get out of this house. Like I need to go skate. What can I do? And we had this glorious idea that we were going to go skating in a ditch um, where we wouldn't encounter anybody. And we had been skating there for like two hours. And I was dropping in and slaloming down and kind of popping back up and walking uh, up through the grass back to our starting spot and dropping back in. But at, at some point, I had this idea that I would just try and skate back up the ditch And so I was skating uphill and trying to go up the embankment. So literally uphill both ways in this ditch. And I got to the top and started rolling backwards. And I was like, oh, no, that's not going to be good. So I kind of jumped and turned around so that I was then facing back into the ditch to drop in. And I planted my right toe stop and my left foot just kept going. And my right foot just ended up underneath me and I fell on it. and broke my fibula oh no oh. Oh. yeah so you had two broken bones at the same time well no i had i had just I healed my wrist it. oh yeah, you're just so healed like, okay yeah it was like four months oh, <laughs> within goodness. four months of each other oh that is horrible that's, that's <laughs> oh so god bad. um so and you mentioned you like going to the skate parks, right? Yeah. Do you still do that? Like on and uh, off? I don't, I don't drop in anymore. So you don't drop Bombing in? Bombing Hills anymore. is about the closest thing I get to like not. Yeah, like the that's about as much as I'll do. Like I pretty much try to stay on flat ground at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. After I broke my leg trying to do a backside stall. I haven't oh. done one since. Um, yeah. I've done like fakie backside stalls or whatever, but not a full on jump off the coping into a backside stall since breaking my leg. So yeah, I do. I do get that. I feel that one hundred percent. I mean, um, I didn't. I didn't skate for a long time after that, and I was. I was kind of. I kind of didn't know that I would even get back on skates. I. I. I really was like super scared and my my doctor's really funny because he was like well you can't break that bone again (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was like you'll never break that bone again um but my my ex-husband and bam were really like really really instrumental in just pushing me to get back on skate did but yeah so i didn't i didn't skate for probably about a year and a half after that Oh wow. wow. I was scared. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Since since joining up with the roller derby and getting into the community, how do you feel that that has benefited your life? Oh man, so many ways. Like just having the camaraderie of that team has been life-changing seriously like they're some of my best friends I've had some of my highest highs and lowest lows with them and I I can't imagine my life without them honestly like I I don't even know what I did before having my little roller derby family um and then just the community involvement of it all was pretty awesome right after COVID, I was like the PR rep for the Derby for a while and did like the social media for them for a while. And, you know, we would do like little events out in the community and going to like women in sports night at the local um, baseball field and things like that. Just, you know, it really kind of makes you see your community um, a little bigger and see the people that are in it a little better. And I think it's you know, it's pretty eye-opening sometimes. I think we get in a rut of our day-to-day and you you fail to see that, you know, your community really does have a lot to offer. And it was kind of cool just to 
just to get out there and see it a little more. And, and we practice in a park, you know, so it's like you really get to see the community. I think on a deeper level, there's, you know, a lot of people that live in the park that we practice at. And so I think it, it kind of helped me um, just to kind of, you know, want to help my community a little better and like be there with grace, you know, like we would take food and water for the people playing basketball or the people living in the park and we would bring our kids with us. And I think it just, you know, kind of, kind of helps you connect with your community a little bit better. Absolutely. It does. So looking through your Facebook page, I noticed um, a lot of sweet cosplay outfits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell us more about that. How did, how did you get into that? Um, my kids and my ex-husband, he was really, really, well, he is, he is really artistic and crafty and, um, would build a lot of that stuff. And then I'm also pretty creative and I like to sew and I like to do makeup. So you may have seen like some of my kiddos face paint and mm -hmm. yes. costumes that I sewed too. Yeah. So the kids really got, got into it and we just kind of did too. And it was something fun that all of us enjoyed as a family. So yeah, we, we did a lot of that. I haven't done quite a lot now. Um, and maybe, you know, probably since the pandemic, honestly, I think it kind of shut a lot of that down. And then since starting school, but the kids still do it. So I still help them with their costumes. Oh, that's so fun. What was your yeah. favorite one to, uh, to uh, dress up as? Oh man, we my... like the Hellboy outfit personally. Well, oh, I... I I do love Hellboy. Yes. I do love that outfit. Man, I don't know. It's so hard to pick. Like I, I like four immediately came to my head. Hellboy. Um, I kind of did like a pinup Ash from Evil Dead one that was really fun, and then Gamora. But that one was like so fun just because we did it as a family. Like my ex husband was uh. Uh, Star Lord, and then my kid went as Rocket. Um, but I think probably the one that I loved the most was Wonder Woman. I I felt like such a badass that day. I'm not gonna lie. Hell yeah, yeah, that's fun. I can't believe you saw that. That's really funny. No, oh, they're they're awesome. I mean, I was like, holy shit, dude! I'm totally asking <laughs> about this because I. <laughs> I like looking at that kind of stuff. Like I don't really like a lot of makeup and shit all over my face. So like, that's something yeah. I would like never really get into myself, but some of the creativity, yeah. I mean, I like art and shit. So yeah. looking at some of those costumes, I'm like, Holy smokes. There's a lot of time and effort put into these. And then when these folks put these costumes on, they become yeah. this character that they're portraying mm -hmm. and like, being a fan of theater and everything. That's why I like roller yeah. derby so much. Yeah. Because it's sports and theater all yeah, at the same time. Sure. I, I get to be a different person out there. But yeah, cosplay is pretty cool. I, I was really enjoying those photographs. Yeah, um, I was always kind of into like Halloween. And I think that's probably where it started. We would just have these like really over the top elaborate Halloween costumes. And then it just kind of. We just kind of found another outlet to where we could do that more often. What was the uh, what was the Halloween before you got into it? You elaborate Halloween costumes. What was your favorite one that you uh, that you did? Um, man, I I had a Queen of Hearts one that was pretty fun, and then um, I think probably the most epic one, the one that I put the most time and effort into, was. My ex-husband went as Batman and I went as Two-Face. So mm, I deconstructed yes. like a suit jacket and had to like use that as a pattern to create like a whole other half to this suit jacket. And then I made this crazy like prosthetic mouth and like wounds and burns and warts and latex them to my face. It was pretty fun. Oh, that's so awesome. So, um, you mentioned you're going to grad school and, you know, do you have, you know, is there any thing coming up within the league you'd like to promote if you're up on any of that stuff? Um, there's a way about, so I know that. 
and they have a recruitment event coming up that they're doing um i think next weekend they just recently had a a referee clinic so i think they're really just you know trying to get about ready they may have a bout coming up here too i'm not quite sure what the status of that is but i know they were also going to try and start having some local bouts as well sweet yeah hell yeah do you have any um personal things coming up you'd like to uh promote or talk about or no not really personal things um well, I don't i'll know, be graduating like... with my bachelor's in may that's exciting Heck Fuck yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah that's that's fucking awesome super proud of you yeah. for that school was never doing it it's rough, man. I I decided at like 40 to go back to school and I've been doing a credit sharing program. So I'm doing my bachelor's and my master's simultaneously. So I'm taking master's level classes for bachelor's credit. And yeah, it's, wow. I'm like on my sixth consecutive semester in a row of school and I'm tired, y'all. You're almost there. You're almost You're so there. I know. I'm so excited. After this, I have like three semesters to go and then I'll have my master's and I'm like, nice. Whoo, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and then Are I'll be you? skating all the time. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. So at this time, we would like to thank our guests. Remain on because we got some stuff. Um, remain on the air. Um, but we would like to thank our guest, Lady Raid, for being on the show today. Um, we have a sponsor of the program that we would like to shout out. It is Siphon Draw Apothecary. They are a holistic kind of shop. You can get pain relief sticks, soap, tea. I mean, this pain relief stick is something else. Master tried they're, this tea out the other day. And in this, they're all organic and all natural. And um and finding out a bunch of things about this shop, she's never going to compromise on that quality. So um, the other night I came home after a long week of work and had the Note di Luna tea. Um, it was delicious. Um, I put in some of the honey with it. And man, I sat on the couch, finished my cup of tea and fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> and this honey that they... bummer dude right in the middle of our live read yeah yeah no worries just rejoin and then we will finish up the rest of the show with you and the rest of our live read. I don't know, it always seems it goes that far. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yo, yo. Sorry, I don't know what happened. That was so weird. It's okay. It seems to uh, happen from uh, time to time. As soon as when it gets up that far on these remote recordings, mm -hmm. um, it'll do that. But anyhow, thank you for rejoining the show. 
and I'm going to continue with our live read here. Uh, Siphon Draw Apothecary, SiphonDrawApothecary.com, SiphonDraw.com, rather. Um, You can find their products. If you're here locally, they are located at 4650 North Mammoth Mine Road, Apache Junction, Arizona, 85119. I recommend going out to that place. It's a fun little uh, thing out of Goldfield Ghost Town. A couple things to do. They have gunfights out there for fucking real. (laughs) But. Uh, and um, we would like to shout out our show artist, Cherry Jane. You can find her work at Art by Cherry Jane on Instagram um, and give it a good look there. She does fantastic work. Um, Frisa Skate Shop as well. She's a part of that. Um, this Saturday, the Arizona Roller Girls are having another open gender game. So that means you will find some mixed talent out there on the track at the Broadway rec center, 7 PM. Um, and like I said, thank you again, lady rage for being on the show. Um, please text, Thanks for me having your, me. please text me your address so I can get you some stickers. Oh, um, cool. cause we do have, Oh yeah. Not to mention where you can find the show. Um, you can find the show at Apple podcast, Spotify, You can find the show page at Out From Under The Bed on Instagram. Um, Same thing on Facebook, Out From Under The Bed with the Boogeyman on there. Um, Anything else, Master? All right. And at this time, I would like to remind everybody to always look twice and save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. This is the Boogeyman and Master Sedator signing off, returning back under the bed, but never into the closet. Thank you again, Lady Rage, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Lady Rage. That was fun. I did have a blast. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. Thanks. You too. Bye.